This is the daily podcast from St Paul's Knightsbridge, an invitation to pause for not more than 10 minutes each day to think, to reflect and to pray. This week, as the church returns to ordinary time, an invitation to consider the ordinariness of things. In 1892, George and Whedon Grossmith pulled together what had to that point been a series of columns in Punch magazine and published the whole as The Diary of a Nobody, a story that gently poked fun at the pretensions and fortunes of Mr and Mrs Pooter, George and Carrie, who had recently moved into their new home, quotes, a nice six-room residence, not including the basement, the laurels in Brickfield Terrace, Holloway, and that glanced also at the misfortunes of their son, William Lupin, who was a clerk in Oldham. What is the drama at the heart of the story of the diary of a nobody? Well, precisely none. That's the point. There is no drama. There's no murky past or dark secrets to be exposed and addressed and to which to become reconciled. There is no burning desire or ambition. There is no major quirk of fate that takes an ordinary person and sets her up as extraordinary. Just three ordinary people living chaotically through life, occasionally stirred by the vague smoulderings of ambition to better themselves and by a fairly base instinct to be competitive. The Diary of a Nobody is the grandfather of a whole genre of writing in the English language which takes as its focus not an adventure, as traditionally defined, but the mundanity of human life, drawing from the tedium, bumps and knocks, and perhaps very occasionally something might almost rate as a collision, the gentle wry humour that is often the hallmark of ordinary human life. With no plot to speak of, it is the poignancy of observance and the writer's gentle wit that makes something exceptional out of what might merely have been humdrum, occasionally at the expense of the pretension or delusion of the characters, as in The Diary of a Nobody, but just as often holding before us gently for our celebration the worlds of overlooked people who had simply lived their lives as best they could. I, for one, mostly am for thrillers, detectives and spy novels, anything escapist really, but novels about ordinary life repay reading too. In 2012, David McCulloch Jr., an English teacher, told surprised graduating students and their parents at Wellesley High School in Massachusetts, you are not special. You are not exceptional. You have lived life to this point, being made to believe that you are special and exceptional. That's what parents, family, teachers and those around us do and say, but you are not. Even, he said, if you are one in a million, with 6.8 billion people on the planet, there are 7,000 people just like you. Your planet is not the centre of the solar system. Your solar system is not the centre of the galaxy. Indeed, your galaxy is not the centre of the universe. And since astrophysicists tell us that the universe has no centre, 
you cannot be it. You are, he said, nothing special. And you live in a world in which we have come to imagine that it is only the exceptional, the special, the outstanding that matters. We live for recognition, to be singled out, to win the prize or the trophy. But actually the challenge and the joy is to embrace the ordinariness of life and to live that well. Do what you do, he said, because you love it and you believe in its importance. His speech, filmed by the school, went viral with, so far, over three million views. It had touched a nerve, if you like, struck a chord. Much in our world flows from our need to differentiate ourselves from others. Much hangs on our being or striving to attain that which is remarkable. We long to be special or heroic, differentiated from the crowd. We ogle celebrities. We admire those who stand out through attainment or wealth or success. Popular culture all around us is predicated on these assumptions. And domestically too, we struggle to cope when we, who are so used to managing the ordinariness of things by injecting special events or moments, are actively prevented from doing so by the current pandemic. That's why so many of us are breaking down right now. We are overwhelmed by ordinariness and can do nothing about it. There is nowhere at the moment to hide. So far from being something we overlook or disregard, ordinariness might just be an important thing for us to consider confronting our fantasies, realising how much we depend on the special, and coming to terms with perhaps making peace with the ordinary and with our ordinariness might just be a key task if we are to live fulfilled lives and to experience joy and contentment as God longs us to. If that sounds like an invitation to resignation, to sigh deeply and shrug our shoulders and accept that, okay, this is it, it isn't, I think, meant to be quite that. Embracing the ordinariness of things is not about resignedly accepting that which is second class. On the contrary, it is an invitation to embrace that which is most real there to find, to our surprise, that God was there ahead of us, in the ordinariness of life, where we least expected to encounter him.